You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Today, we are really blessed. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, Carlos and I have been talking for probably, what, a year and a half, two years, something like that. And uh, we're able to coordinate everything to today. And uh, man, so blessed. Uh, I know Carlos will share a little bit of his story, but uh, he served in Afghanistan as a Marine. And uh, while on duty there, uh, stepped on an IED, which blew off both of his legs and his left hand. And uh, for a lot of people, that's a moment where you uh, turn and get angry with God about the circumstances and situations. But one of the things I so appreciate about Carlos's heart uh, and getting to talk to him, just a remarkable man uh, who is just so humble and has such a servant's heart. And he recognized, even in the midst of pain and difficulty, how God has been faithful. And I'm so excited and so privileged to have him with us today. Can you put your hands together and give a warm Calvary welcome to Carlos Evans. As he's coming, just want to mention out in the back, we have his book available for $15 in the foyer. So make sure you stop by and grab that today. Looking forward to this. Good morning. I'm very excited to be here today. Uh, talking to, to Pastor Nick, we've been talking for almost, yeah, a year and a half. And then uh, I got a call a couple months ago, and I was in, I was in Walter Reed Bethesda uh, doing some therapy and, and going through some surgery. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it, but I, I thank God. I thank the Lord. I thank my family that today we are here today to worship him and we're in fellowship and I'm, I'm grateful. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for receiving me today. Uh, my name is Carlos Evans. Uh, I live in Florida, what I call the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a beautiful family. I have two little girls and my beautiful wife, uh, Rosemary. So that's Nairobi, Genesis, and my wife, Rosemary. Uh, we grew up together and we, and we share the same birthday. I'm very blessed to have a beautiful family. So receive greetings from, from them. I want to share scripture in John uh, chapter 20. Verses uh, 24. And it says, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas with them. Through the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out 
your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your love. We pray, we pray, dear Lord, for you to touch every life that's here today. And that your, that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, sometimes life can be very hard. And as Christians, we tend to believe sometimes that if you're a Christian, you're not going to go through difficulty in your life because you're a Christian. Saying, if someone is sick, if someone gets hurt, if someone happens in your life that you're not ready for, you know, sometimes the first thing that people ask you is, are you serving the Lord? And I, and I say that by experience, because when I share my story with someone, the first thing they ask me, did, so did you serve the Lord when that happened to you? And I was like, yes, I, yeah, I grew up in church. <laughs> in 2004, I was in Bible college, and, everything, and I was watching the news, and I saw, it was, I saw some Marines that were in, in Iraq at that time. And while I'm watching the news, I felt a calling in my heart that I had to be there. I remember I told my pastor, I told my family, I'm joining the Marine Corps, and immediately they thought I was crazy. <laughs> I joined the Marine Corps in 2005, in 2004, and did four combat deployments, three in Iraq, and in 2010 I was in Afghanistan. I was leading a mission March, uh, May 17, 2010, in Afghanistan, I was a sergeant, and while I'm leading this mission, I'm ready to go, and we're in a foot patrol, and as we're almost done, we're going back to, to where we were, I heard an explosion. When I heard the explosion, I immediately, my reaction was something happened to one of my Marines. So I'm looking at my, my, my corpsman, my medics, my team, and I'm yelling and asking, where's everybody else? What's the situation? Because I was leading these Marines in combat, and my job was to take care of them. So when I'm yelling and I'm, and I'm screaming in the middle of the explosion, my, my medic grabs, grabs my head and grabs my cabinet, my helmet, and he grabs me and tells me, Sergeant, everything's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And when he's, when he's repeating these words to me, I'm, I'm asking myself, but what happened? What, what, what's going on? And he, and he keeps telling me, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And immediately, my reaction was, after he's repeating these words to me, I said, oh, my God, something happened to me. I remember that my team was surrounding me, and I had nine tourniquets in my body. 
uh, four in one limb, four in the other, and one in my le left arm. And I have all these tourniquets in my body to stop the bleeding because immediately lost both of my legs, part of my arm, and many uh, scars and wounds in my body. I'm losing a lot of blood, and I'm, and I'm dying. That's what, that's what was happening. And then I started feeling a lot of pain. And the pain was because since I kept bleeding, the medic that was with me, he took his, his thumb and put it in the vein right here in my femur to stop the bleeding. He stopped the bleeding, and that's when I started breathing a little bit stronger. I didn't know what happened to me. Seven days passed by. I opened my eyes in Walter Reed Bethesda, Washington, D.C., and I see my wife right in front of me. When I see her, I started crying. I didn't know what happened to me, and I asked her, what happened? And she tells me, you lost both of your legs and your left arm. And I say, but it's impossible. Because I feel my hand. I feel my legs. And she kept telling me that I left my hand, that I lost my hand and my, my legs. Immediately, as days passed by, thank you, Israel. As days passed by, I had... I had a lot of reactions. I was thinking about a lot of things. And I was very angry as well. Because I was asking myself, why if I'm serving the Lord, if I'm doing His will, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to suffer? Where are you, God? Why me, God? And I kept repeating this que these questions, and I was very angry because I couldn't understand why bad things happen to good people. And in this journey called life, I have encountered many people that have made themselves the same questions. People that are battling sickness, people that are dealing with cancer, People that are going through surgery, people that have lost a loved one, people that have been wounded by separation. Is it in times like that, sometimes we don't have the answer that we need or that we are expecting? What do I do now? Why is, where is God and why me? Am I going through all through this journey? And I remember that everybody was trying to give me an answer. And then this person says, so maybe God is punishing you. I was like, what? Maybe God is, I'm like, I'm like what? How, how is this happening? So as time passes by, I remember one day I'm just ready to give up. And there are wounds that are 
very visible and there are wounds that are not visible. And I remember this day, I'm ready to give up. I'm in my house, my apartment in Washington, D.C. I have a beautiful view of the, of the Capitol. And I'm ready to give up because I don't know how to live my life this way because I wasn't born without legs and I, was, I wasn't born without a hand. I didn't know how to live my life this way. And I was very angry. And I'm ready to give up. I was suicidal. And, and I was thinking that this is not fair for my wife, for Rosemary. She shouldn't be with me. This is not fair for my daughters, Nairobi and Genesis. They don't deserve a father that's missing his limbs and his, is missing his limbs. I cannot live this way. And I remember I'm in an you know, apartment room and I start dragging myself to the room and I see Rosemary. And when I see Rosemary, I tell her, can I talk to you? And she says, sure. And I ask Rosemary, why don't you, why don't you continue with your life? At that time, we lived in North Carolina. Why don't you go to North Carolina, take the girls, and continue with your life? Because I didn't, this is, I'm not the man that you married. I'm not the man that you married. So you, you cannot love me. And Rosemary, I remember she was standing and she looks at me, she takes a knee, and she gets to my level. And she looks at me in the eyes. And she tells me, what are you saying? And I say, continue with your life. I don't continue with mine here. And she tells me, but I love you. I love you. I love you for the man you were yesterday. I love you for the man you are today. And I love you for the man you're going to be tomorrow. And I say, but you can't love me. Because look at all my wounds. Look at my body. And she immediately stops me and says, that's the difference between you and me. Now, I didn't tell you that my wife is a nurse. She's an RN, an ICU nurse. And my wife tells me, you see, what you don't understand is when a patient goes inside a hospital room with an open wound, he sees the doctor, the doctor takes care of that wound, cleans it, takes care of it, and as time goes by, that wound becomes a scar. When I see you, I don't see wounds like you're saying. I only see scars. And when I see your scars, I see the evidence that I sleep and I wake up every day with a miracle. When I see your scars, 
I see who healed your wounds. And that is Jesus Christ. When I see your scars, I see the answer of my prayers. When I see your scars, I see your miracle. And I love you. And if Jesus is the center of our life and our relationship and our family, we're going to make it through. I started crying that day. And from that day forward, I started looking at life differently. I am here today. We drove about three hours from Washington, D.C. for Walter Reed Bethesda, where I'm right now. I'm going through therapy and surgery. I went through like maybe five or six surgeries, and now I'm going through therapy, and that's where I'm living right now. And I know that there are open wounds here. Some are visible, and some are not. But in the name of Jesus, I only see scars. Because I understand, and I am a testimony that he can heal your wounds, and he can make your miracle, and weeping will go through the night, but joy comes in the mornings. I started looking at life differently that day. And I started looking at scripture. And I went through the scripture that we just read a couple minutes ago. Because it was very hard for me that, to look at myself in the mirror. Because I didn't like that body. I didn't like those scars. Very hard for me to look at pictures of what I used to look like. And I remember I'm going through scripture and I see this story about Thomas when he encounters Jesus. Now, Jesus is in a glorified body. Glorified body meaning a perfect body. Society has, a, has it wrong when we're talking about perfection. And Jesus in a glorified body encounters Thomas. And Thomas also had wounds. Because the first time the disciples met Jesus, Thomas wasn't there. He was going through a hard time as well. He also had wounds right in here in his heart and in his mind. But there he was. He encounters Jesus. And the first thing Jesus says to Thomas, look at my scars. Touch him. And Thomas touches his scars. And right there I realize. If my Savior has scars, why do I have to be ashamed of mine? If they are scars in heaven, I'm going to embrace my scars as well. I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to hide your scars. You don't have to be ashamed of your scars. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, also has scars. It takes someone... That is heal someone who has scars to heal someone who is wounded. Immediately Thomas says, Thomas wasn't a believer and he became a believer that day. I want to finish with this. I had an interview 
by a reporter a couple of years ago. And the reporter asked me a question in the end of the interview. He was asking me, Hey, uh, hey, Sean Evans, what will you tell yourself if you could go back May 17, 2010, wake up from that hospital bed? What would you tell yourself? What words would you have for that young man? And I say, wow, that's a, that's a very good question. You, you, you got me off guard right there for a couple minutes. So I started thinking. And I said, I have the answer. If I could go back and see that young man in the hospital bed, these are the words I will share with him. I will tell him, get ready, have some patience, because from this day forward, you're about to live the best days of your life. Get ready, have patience, because from this day forward, you will touch more people with one hand than when you had two. Get ready, have patience, because from this day forward, you will, live, you will leave more footprints and more and more lives than when you had feet. Get ready, move forward, because you heard, you think you knew God, but from this day forward, you're going to know a God that heals you're going to know a God that does miracles. You're going to know a God that restores marriages. You're going to know a God in a way that you never met him before. Get ready. Have patience. Crying is not a sign of weakness. Real men cry. Get ready. Have patience. Because from this day forward, you're going to be the best father that he ever thought you would be. You're going to be the best husband that he ever thought you would be. Get ready and move forward because you're going to experience the love of God like you never experienced it before. So from this day forward, look at yourself by the mirror of the cross. Because when you look at yourself through that mirror of the cross, what Jesus did for you, that he was wounded so you could be healed. From this day forward, don't look at yourself that you're incomplete. Because in Christ, we're never incomplete. We are complete because he completes everything in our lives. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. Today you're here. Today we want to pray. We want to pray for those wounds. We want to pray for those wounds to become scars today. If I can see that young man again, I'll tell him, don't hide your scars. Because from this day forward, those scars will be the platform of what God is going to do in your life. 
what looks like an obstacle will be a stepstone to God's purpose in your life. I'm going to ask you to stand up and let's pray today. Maybe you came here with some open wounds, going through some sickness, going through some challenges, going through some situations where you can't find an answer. And it feels like your marriage is bleeding. Your life is bleeding. And you have many tourniquets, but you continue to bleed like I was bleeding in the battlefield. But someone went the extra mile. He took his thumb and put it right there. He put his hand in, in my wound. And he stopped the bleeding. I believe the the Lord brought me here today in the name of Jesus to stop that bleeding. If this is the first time you're here today or if you haven't, I'm going to ask you to to accept my, my hero, my wounded warrior, my hero who has scars just like me. So something to be your best friend, your savior, in the center of your life, like Rosemary said. And if that is you, I want to pray with you. And if you let me pray with you, just lift your hand where you are right now. Just lift your hand and say, Carlos, I want you to pray with me. Lift up your hand. Say, Carlos, I want you to pray with me. Lift up your hand. And keep your hand up. Carlos, I want you to pray with me. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. And if you feel I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand. And if you feel that you're wounded, if you feel that you're going through tribulations in your life, and you want us to pray with you today, just, just lift your hand and say, I, I, I want to pray today. I, I, I want to pray together with my family. I want to pray together with my spouse. I want to pray. I want, to, I want you to pray with me today. Just lift up your hand today. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love. I ask you, Lord, today, everyone who has their hand lifted up, everyone who's opening their heart right now to receive you, I ask you to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, be the center of my life. Forgive me for my sins and be the center of my life. I want to live for you from this day forward. Father, look at my wounds. I don't know what to do anymore. But today I put my wounds in your hands so you can heal them. Heal the sickness. Heal my emotions. Heal my heart. And make every wound a scar. So when I look back tomorrow and I see my scars, I won't be ashamed of them. I will see your mercy and your love. And they will be a reminder of what you've done in my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 